The wait is over, homies. Episode number 83, Whiskey Sick Podcast, all up in your motherfucking face. Coming to you live from where else but Dago Bitch, California. Chonies and champions. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank, hit him with that theme music. I gotta walk, got the chalk, got the draw Outlines for these ladies, I'm about to slay Got my cape on with some napalm Shots of days gone, then the game's on What you play, huh? Hard to get, I'll be wet for all that dry hate Looking my way, while your eyes say You and I may get off like a right lane But I might strain, pull up lane with a migraine I'm a wrench to that ratchet bitch, a bench for the acid offense with a ladder, get up on it. I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch, a bench for the acid offense with a ladder, get up on it. Hello, miss, like, what's your name? Such a shame, you don't drink, who's to blame? Cause I'm fine like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA, meeting on a payday. We can make it rain even on a sunny day. What you say, you and I could run away, meet up when you drop that molly. Off. Love that chick of Molotov while she's on the side Hating faded lane on the pavement Wasting all of my patience Come on, you gotta go Go ahead, put your bad self You gotta get up I'll beg, but I'll ask now Come on and get up All the bags with my hands out You gotta get up Just that got a man down Motherfucker, get up Go ahead, put your bad self You gotta get up I'll beg, but I'll ask now Come on and get up All the bags with my hands out You gotta get up Just that got a man down Why don't you get up Yes, I'm back, homies I'm back. I know you probably couldn't believe it when you saw the, the update on your phone. Whiskey Sick Podcast number 83 just dropped. Like, oh shit. Gotta run. Gotta take my 10 minute break to get a little bit of this podcast. Then gotta take my mandatory uh, fifth hour, 30 minute lunch break. Gotta go get some Seth Gecko. Gotta go get my Seth Gecko fixed to the motherfucking veins behind the building and shit. It's the greatest time of year right now. Uh, it is officially. Um, yes, uh, on top of ass napkin season, which I got a huge update in the ass napkin game, homies. I know you fucking every week with the ass napkin. Hey, it, it's it's something that it's it's a movement that is near and dear to my heart and means a lot. But the greatest time of year is pumpkin spice season, motherfuckers. It's pumpkin spice, everything. I'm sipping my my first pumpkin spice of the year, uh, pumpkin spice coffee. Um, I go wild for pumpkin spice shit like people go wild for this Popeye's chicken sandwich and shit. Motherfuckers are howling at the moon. Don't worry. I'm going to get on that shit. Uh, But you could sprinkle pumpkin spice on the turd. I'll eat that motherfucker. I don't give a shit. Pumpkin spice brewskis. They got pumpkin spice spam. Yes, spam. I seen that shit. Uh, You youngsters might not know what the fuck spam is, but... That's the best kept secret. The Hawaiians know what's up. They put spam on everything. Spamiches, uh, spam and eggs. Fucking bomb. And they got pumpkin spice spam. I'll be ordering that shit. Uh, Amazon next day air on that shit. I'm talking. This is just, it's a great fucking time. It's hot as fuck in Dago. I don't know where the fuck you're at. I'm literally, uh, figuratively, um, sitting here, Choney's Champions. Uh, just, just sweating it out over here. You can hear in the background, I got the fucking box fans going on, like it's 1982 and shit. It's, it's been, it's been fucking hot. You know, Triple Champ, we just got back from the lake right now. We cruised out there this morning, took him to go see the ducks and shit. He's hollering at the ducks and shit, making friends, doing the damn thing. Uh, coming around, you know, the, 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 uh, daily, the weekly, monthly, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, Triple Champ update. He's he's chilling. He's kick. He's killing shit. Got little biceps. Homie's homie's fucking light. Homie don't got any baby fat on him. It's crazy. Um, it's like he's always cutting weight. Uh, fucking gonna make that 135 pound weight class. It's looking like and shit. Um, like I said, I gotta give a shout out right off the top before I forget to uh, a, a frequent listener, the Whiskey Sick Podcast. Um, Ivanito, Ivan, um, Ivan. Uh, the little homie always listening to the shit. He he's always kicking down some shit that I always I put on the the podcast. He 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 threw a couple little nuggets of, uh, uh, of knowledge at me this week. He's the one uh, that that upped the uh, ass napkin game. He sent me this link to uh, something that is called. And if you motherfuckers knew about this and never and didn't hit me up, didn't didn't uh, you know Instagram me or whatever fuck DM me, send me a fucking email, some shit. Smoke signal, some shit about the Charmin Forever roll. Have you seen this shit? It's like it's like when you go to uh, 
Wendy's and you find out that they have a 50-piece nuggets or McDonald's has a 20-piece nuggets in, in a bucket. You're like, what the fuck? How did I? You can get buckets of fries at McDonald's. You had no idea, you know? Um, like the secret menu shit. This is the secret menu of, of ass napkins right here. This is the forever roll. Now, I do got a little beef with the name. It's basically a huge-ass, like, uh, community center uh, roll of toilet paper. It's those huge rolls that you see when you're at the, at the fucking park, at the lake. And you go to drop a deuce, and they got the huge things. They, got the, they usually got the locks on them so bums don't come in there and jack, jack the toilet paper and shit. You know what I mean? It, it, it's one of those. Uh, it, it's fucking huge. It's, uh, let's, let's read the specs on this motherfucker. It's, it's, you can go on to uh, the Charmin website at Charmin.com. You can check this out. This is the uh, Forever Roll Starter Kit. Starter kit, homies. That's how serious they are about this game. Um, no, I'm looking at Charmin and I'm like, hey, man, you guys seem to, you sound as serious about this ass napkin game, this swamp ass, and, and preventing and, and, and getting the information out about the epic, uh, this pandemic that is swamp ass during this time of year. They seem as serious about, about this movement as I do, as I am. So I, I'm wondering, hey, if I, I need a, a sponsor over here. Um, y'all can hit me up, Squatty Potty. I've already hollered at y'all. Um, I use a Squatty Potty every motherfucking day. Um, shit just falls out your ass. No push required. That should be their fucking motto. No push required. Um, it just falls right out your booty hole. And now you got the forever roll right here, which is like just a huge ass roll of toilet paper. Um, it's taking this now. I mean, you can get about uh, 10,000 uh, ass napkins out of this motherfucking roll by itself at least. Um, but the problem with it is it doesn't last forever. So how can you call it the forever roll? It's only like fucking 400 feet long. Uh, money back guarantee number one right there. You, you find your, your, your fucking finger uh, slipping through uh, when you're wiping your ass. You get your money back. You know, if you, you're finding out that you have to use like 14 squares to make a decent ass napkin, you get your money back. If it gets so swampy it's falling out your ass, you get your money back. There's no questions asked when you call up Sherman and say, take the rest of this motherfucking roll off my hands. This ain't working. When they ask you why, they won't ask you why. But if they do, the lady's feeling frisky today on the phone, you know, customer service. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I use this shit every day. Why the fuck? The, what the fuck could you possibly not like about a huge roll of toilet? My fucking finger slipping through this motherfucker and my ass nap uh, uh, is just soaking right through this shit. So money back guarantee right off the top. Uh, 12 inch diameter. That's, that, I don't know how long that, that's like a foot, right? 12 inches, one foot, a foot in diameter. Of, of, of ass napkins. Think about that shit. Um, this will last you. Uh, even Hey, even the winter swamp ass is an all-year-round thing, homies. This isn't just a fucking summer thing. This ain't a spring thing. This is all-year-round shit. Um, three bathages, two-ply. Two-ply right there, man. Uh, two pounds. Each roll weighs two pounds. And it includes uh, the stand. The starter kit stand. The starter kit, homie. That's, that's some shit. So, Charmin, holler at your motherfucking boy. Ivanito, good looking out. The motherfucker actually ordered this shit. Um, it's like, what, what's, what's the price on this shit? Um, $56.96, but if you order now and use uh, promo code SethGecko, <laughs> nah, I'm just playing with you. It's just cut, it, it's down to $29.97 on some Walmart rollback pricing right there. So, you can get this shit for 30 bucks. You get three forever rolls. They won't last you forever, but they might last you like three years. You might only have to use one of these rolls a year. I mean, this shit, we're going to get the updates from, uh, from Ivanito, uh, how long it takes them. Uh, I got the, the timer started from first wipe. From the first wipe, we're going to start the timer until the last wipe. And we're going to see just how long the forever roll can fucking last. Um, so there you have it. Um, ass napkin season, uh, uh, pumpkin spice season, full, full effect right now. Um, we got a grip going on, grip to talk about, um, a lot of USC shit, I haven't been around, you know, uh, uh, picks, picks, man, my picks have been, you, you know how they've been if you've been listening to this shit, I don't need to tell you, you don't need to, to, to fucking shame me, pick shame me, uh, I put my heart out on the line every fucking week for you motherfuckers, sometimes you win, then sometimes you lose, it's just, it's, it is what it is, I was looking good until I wasn't looking good. I had Yoel Romero win in that fucking fight against Paulo Costa, uh, Costa and, and, and he decided, you know, to take a round off like he always does, and it cost him. Uh, it was a close fight. Could have gone either way. I had Costa winning anyways. I had him winning the first two rounds. Uh, great fucking fight right there. Um, the problem with, uh, so we'll just get right into this shit. We'll recap, and then we'll get into the future shit. Um, 
We'll do the uh, Paulo Costa, uh, Yoel Romero here. Um, great fight. Uh, Paulo Costa, you know, very, very aggressive. I saw, you know, some slight issues maybe with the cardio. Um, he's, he's definitely a bully fighter. He likes to go forward. He doesn't go well backwards. Yoel Romero was trying to counter too much. Um, being too passive, being too Anderson Silva-esque with his little movements and trying to play shit, shit off and stuff like that. I think when you do that, you know, um, you know, that's a good way for fighters to stay loose. It's, you know, a way to shake nerves. It's a way to, uh, keep your speed and shit like that and keep people off target, break your rhythm. So it does have its benefits, but at the same time, Yoel Romero's out there fucking around and then he goes ahead and loses the fight, you know, close decision. That kind of shit costs you. Um, so Yoel Romero loses that fight. I had Yoel winning that fight. Came close. No cigar, motherfuckers. Then we had Pettis um, versus uh, uh, versus Nate Diaz. Uh, Nick Di- Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz versus Nate Diaz. Um, solid fucking fight. Solid fucking fight. Um, I've told y'all once. I've told y'all twice. I've told you uh, uh, 118 times. Uh, I will fight Anthony Pettis. Uh, one of the few guys in the U- in the UFC, I-, I wouldn't be afraid to fight, and and you saw why. This guy has no um, no fight IQ at all. Uh, it looked good. It looked bad. I'll, I'll say this for Nate Diaz: his hands did not look good, especially in that first round. I did not like him uh, when it, when he was in the center of the cage, the open cage, if you will. Um, he did not look good. Pettis was putting hands on him. There wasn't anything Pettis was doing early on that was. Um, groundbreaking, revolutionary, uh, tricky. He was just standing straight in front of him, just putting some nice combinations together, hit, hit, together, hit him with some, hit Nate with some big right hands. Looked like he hurt Nate a couple times standing there. I was like, uh-oh. You know, it kind of looks like a, a Cerrone fight early on when Cerrone starts getting dotted up and then he finally comes back. Um, but then Anthony Pettis did what, what really, uh, the tactic that really ruined his, his whole fucking career. He starts backing himself and going to stand against the cage. And that's exactly what Nate Diaz wanted. He, he put himself in the position that Nate Diaz wanted him to be in. His back against the cage. He just dirty boxed him, did that old Randy Couture, uh, grabbed him in the clinch, hit to the body, elbows when he could sneak him in, uh, just little pitter-pat punches, dragged him to the ground a couple times, and just really wore his ass out. Um, Anthony Pettis literally gassing. What did I tell y'all motherfuckers? What did I tell you motherfuckers? I told y'all... Um, Anthony Pettis said he stopped running, not stopped running, but was running less so he could put on some weight. Um, I said he looked, he actually looked good. I got I to I gotta say, uh, he actually looked good at Wayne's. He looked kind of cut. Uh, I was seeing some videos beforehand, like a couple weeks out, and he looked like he you know, had some you know, baby fat on him. Uh, so I kind of uh, fat shamed him a little bit on the last episode, um, but his cardio wasn't there. Uh, you can't uh, put weight on by doing less work. That's not the smart way to put fucking weight on, uh, especially running. If there's, if there's only two things you can do, uh, actually, let's, let's do three things. Three things you can do to get in shape and stay in shape, or if you're going to be a fighter, there's three things that should be uh, just a daily part of anything you do. It should be running, skipping rope, and shadow boxing. If that's the only things you could possibly do, those are the three things you should be doing to keep your cardio up. If you're not doing any of those, if you're not doing two of those, one of those, you're going to look like Anthony Pettis gassing out after the first three minutes, getting shoved up against the cage, uh, throwing himself up against the cage. There, I will give it to Anthony Pettis. I look at one point that he was going to quit. like he, he straight gave up. He was like sitting Indian style, uh, for lack of better terms. Sorry if I offended anybody, any Navajos or, or, or uh, Apaches out there listening to this shit. I don't mean that uh, Native American style. I don't know how to say it. That's just how I grew up saying it, Indian leg, you know, style, cross leg, whatever the fuck you know what I'm talking about. He looked like he was that, like that fucking uh, rubbing, stu- uh, rubbing two sticks together trying to make a fire or something at one point uh anthony pettis up against the cage he looked he looked like he was done i was like he's broke he's done he's quitting we've seen it before and and, and to his credit he didn't quit he kind of rolled out of there and he and he let, made it to the end of the fight but nate nate diaz whooped his ass and then before that um just uh, and, and like i said before in the last episode the only fight that makes sense really if nate diaz won the fight was was jorge masvidal because jorge masvidal no matter how much he deserves the title fight, Kobe Covington, who, by the way, uh, uh, is about... I should get this out of the way. Kobe Covington is, is no longer the douchebag of the universe. There is an epic battle going on right now. I mean, this now all of a sudden where it looked like Kobe Covington was going to own uh, uh, the belt for years to come uh, on, on some uh, Jose Aldo-type winning streak, on some Anderson Silva-type winning streak. Uh, it's been wrestled from his motherfucking arm, so we'll get into that. It's a battle royale for the motherfucking douchebag of the universe belt. Um, 
But uh, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, yes, Kobe Covington. He has a, 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 the Fisher-Price um, Toys R Us belt, the Dollar General belt, if you will. And, and so since he does have that, he has to fight Kamaru Usman. Uh, you know, he has the interim belt. If you have a, a bullshit little uh, tinfoil belt, you have to fight. You have to immediately unify that shit. And that's fine because now Nate Diaz did exactly was crazy. He called out Jorge Masvidal. This motherfucker, he's talking about I'm the West Coast gangster. You can be the East Coast gangster. I'm the West Coast gangster. And, and it was like the most respectful uh, call out this ever like it, it, it was fucking dope though the crowd went fucking wild and and that's the best fight to make for those two because that's gonna make them the most money that's gonna make nate more than i, I think conor mcgregor at this point because connor's on on, on a fucking free fall connor is, is face first as a matter of fact conor mcgregor conor mcgregor has straight up here we go the battle is on. Breaking motherfucking news in the Whiskey Sick Podcast universe has TKO. Conor McGregor has TKO'd Kobe Covington in the second round to steal the douchebag of the universe title. Yes, you heard it here. Breaking motherfucking news. The new douchebag of the universe title. The belt. The coveted belt now belongs and is now securely around the waist of Conor motherfucking McGregor. I never thought I'd say it. It's a huge fall from grace. Motherfuckers out here uh, cold-cocking old men trying to sip uh, uh, some fucking drinks at a fucking bar. I know this happened back in April, but you saw the video just leaked. Conor McGregor taking a sucker punch at at some fucking uh, old man sitting at the bar. Um, I guess he turned down one of Conor McGregor. He said, no, fuck that. I don't want that, uh, that, that proper 12. I want that peach crown royal. I want that peach. I can't say the motherfucking word right now. Let me moisturize my lips a little. The peach crown royal. I didn't stutter, motherfucker. Get that, that whiskey proper 12, whatever the fuck up out my motherfucking face, homie. And what did Connor do? He couldn't take it. He punched the motherfucker when he wasn't even looking. And what did the old man do? He didn't even, he didn't even look like he caught, caught a breeze. Homie just said, kind of brushed his fucking shoulder off and just kept it motherfucking moving. But either way, you sucker punch an old man. You sucker punch a, a fucking life alert commercial actor. And, and then that, that automatically. I don't see Colby Covington as much shit as he talks. I've never seen him strike the elderly. Elderly abuse. Um... There's people that investigate that shit, and, and they're probably knocking at Conor McGregor's door right now. I don't know how this motherfucker, I know how this motherfucker isn't, isn't uh, Conor isn't facing any kind of legal battles or anything with that, because the old man don't give a fuck. He ain't out there trying to press, press charges or anything like that. He, he said, I didn't even realize the motherfucker hit me. Um, pretty much how Floyd Mayweather acted when, when, when Conor socked him up. He, he said, what the fuck? Oh, he, he landed a punch in that fucking first round? I couldn't tell. Uh, so Conor McGregor. Uh, you you suck you sucker punching uh, um, early bird special uh, um, social security collecting ass motherfuckers in the goddamn face that earned you uh, not even a fair fight. He was you weren't even squared up with a homie. You just you just like fucking I don't know if it was a slap or what the fuck it was. It looked like a, a punch to me. It looked soft. You didn't put all your weight into it. I'll give you that. But you sucker punch an elderly man. <clears throat> don't even square up with the dude. Probably fought in World War World War Two for the French or some shit like that, and you out here sucker punching a homie, um, that gets you the fucking belt. Um, as soon as I saw that, I knew right away um, the belt is now Conor McGregor's. And 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 as much as I hate it, uh, Kobe Covington, I mean, he's just doing the damn thing, and and, and you know he's talking his shit. Uh, he's bringing the fucking little fake Instagram models every, everywhere he fucking goes. He's paying them. He's got to be paying like 15% of his fucking purse by now to these little Bettys and shit running around with him. Um, doing these fake pornos and shit that he's doing. Um, but you no longer have the belt. You still got your interim uh, Fisher Price, Dollar General, uh, True Value. Um, what else do we got? Market Pantry, uh, Kirkland brand fucking uh, belt that you're rocking right now, homeboy. So you still got that belt, but you are no longer the douchebag of the universe. Uh, Luke Rockhold is no longer even fighting anymore. He's doing his little uh, um, fragrance commercials. Um, I, I, I saw his last commercial on on YouTube as a YouTube commercial, and I fucking almost gave. I almost took it away. I, he almost TKO Conor McGregor in the first round, but Conor Conor held on to it. He he survived the onslaught from Luke Rockhold, and he's holding on to that motherfucking title. Um, so 
story coming full circle, moving right along, if you will, uh, Diaz versus um, um, Jorge Masvidal. Uh, it, it's going to be an excellent fight until the actual fight, until, until they, they say fight in the middle of the fucking cage. Then it's going to be all bad news for Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is going to get his motherfucking ass kicked. It's going to be a TKO second round. You heard it here first. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is going to TKO Nate Diaz because Nate Diaz isn't going to be able to do what he did to Anthony Pettis. Uh, Anthony Pettis, an undersized 170, um, a dude that has no fight IQ that just puts his back up against the cage, fights lazy, and allowed himself to be beat up on for two and a half rounds. Uh, that's not going to happen to Jorge Masvidal. Ma- Jorge Masvidal, from what I saw, uh, 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 how, how Nate's striking looked early in that first round, he looked slow. He looked, it could have been you know, a little bit of ring rust or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It could have been that. could have had some jitters. Who knows? Um, but he didn't look good in that. He didn't look good in that. So, and and, and uh, Jorge Masvidal is going to pump that motherfucking jab in his face. He's going to hit him with the switch steps. He's gonna, he's gonna, he, he, he dominated Till. He, he dominated Darren Till and put him the fuck away. So you, can, you already know what, uh, what's going to happen to Nate Diaz. Even though I like the fight, I don't think it's going to be very competitive. But when it comes to uh, personalities and shit like that and shit talking and just being tough, you saw Nate, Nate smoking fucking blunts and shit at the motherfucking Wands. Uh, they're saying it's CBD. I, didn't know, I don't know you can get CBD blunts. I, I don't know. That looked like some fucking weed to me. But I think uh, you can smoke weed. You just can't smoke it like the day of or like uh, on Wands. After Wands, you can't be smoking that shit. You can have a certain amount in it, but it can't be like you were high during the fight. Um, so Nate's out there smoking fucking whatever the fuck he's smoking, just, you know, like he knew something that nobody else did. And he, he put the whipping stick to uh, Anthony Pettis. It is what it is. Uh, when, when homie's not jumping off the cage and doing cartwheels and shit, you know, Cirque du Soleil, you know, axe in the middle of the cage and shit, um, doing the trapeze and shit from the fucking top of the rafters and shit, he ain't shit. Anthony Pettis ain't shit. That's all I'm going to say. Not that I don't like the guy. I'm just saying. He ain't shit. He's lost like eight of his last ten fights or some shit like that. Go look it up. Because I didn't. And then we had the main event. We had Daniel Cormier, who I picked uh, to win the fight. I was looking good. I was looking great for the first three rounds, at least the first two and a half rounds. Uh, if I, you could have had it 2-1 to one going into the fourth round. You could have had it 3-0 for Cormier going into, uh, in, into the fourth round. But either way, Daniel Cormier was dominating. There was one point where, where, um, where uh, uh, Cormier looked like he, he, he fucking... Knocked the soul out of uh, Stipe Miocic. Miocic was just standing there, literally with a, with a blank stare on his face. Like, he, he didn't know what the fuck was going on in there. He was just standing there, literally just standing there with his hands down. Like, duh. Like, he just got, like, fucking, like, he just took a fat dab or something. Like, he didn't know where the fuck he was. Like, I was like, oh, man, he looks terrible. Stipe, Stipe Miocic looked terrible those first uh, two rounds. But... What did what did Daniel Cormier do that you never seen him do? He started like showboating, kind of like uh, um, Homie and uh, uh, Yoel Romero was. He was doing the Anderson Silva stuff, kind of trying to like, you know, uh, showboat a little bit when he was landing punches. He was using a lot. He was throwing a lot into his punches. Uh, he was putting. He was throwing a lot of punches. He gassed out. You're not used to seeing Daniel Cormier, but Daniel Cormier gassed the fuck out. Um, he came in at a lighter weight than he normally does at heavyweight, so I don't think it was anything having to do with training. Um, he gave Stipe everything he could handle, and then it wasn't enough, and then he kind of started to go, and then uh, he just started landing. Stipe Miocic started landing that liver shot. There's no coming back from those liver shots, homie. There's no coming back. That's instant. I don't know after which liver shot uh, Daniel Cormier actually shit himself, but I guarantee, homie, shat himself at some point. Um, to the, I mean, and then... then Cormier starts landing that liver shot to the body and starts ducking down for it. Uh, Cormier starts overcompensating and, and kind of bringing himself down, his guard, hand guard down, and Stipe starts bringing that hand up into a hook to the head and, and starts mixing it up and then starts putting one-twos and then rips the body, and then that was it. That was it. You've never. It's rare that you see uh, one small tactical change uh, in between rounds completely change a fight, but that was it. Homie came out and immediately started going to the liver like somebody said, Go to liver. Like, it never occurred to him in the first, you know, 15 minutes of ass-whooping that was being delivered to Stipe until uh, he had this, like, epiphany in between rounds that I should probably hit him in the stomach. I should hit the fat dude in the stomach is what he finally came to. And um, and that changed the whole fight, man. Um, Cormier's going to have to head his ass right to Costco and get, like, a 
the Costco uh, sized fucking Tide Pods to clean them drawers out because I guarantee he shot all over his motherfucking self in there. So then, uh, so now you gotta have the, you gotta have the trilogy at this point. You gotta have the trilogy. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. I don't think Daniel Cormier wants to go out like that uh, from winning the fight to just completely collapsing, folding. Um, that you know you. They're, they're spiking the ball at the one-yard line before you reach the end zone in, in, in celebration, and then they're spiking the ball at the fucking 15, and that's kind of what uh, Daniel Cormier did. He spiked the ball at the fucking 15-yard line, was kind of like celebrating a victory in his head before it even happened, and then uh, next thing you know, he's, he's fucking knocked out. He's, he's folded like a motherfucking lawn chair. His kids are out there screaming and crying and shit, which, you know, I, I would too, you know, if my pappy just got dealt up like that. So I don't blame him or nothing like that, but... Uh, that's not a good way to go out. Plus, it's one-one. You each knocked each other out, so um, that's the that's the best way to have a trilogy. I mean, you're talking. Um, there's only two trilogies you can. Uh, trilogies are rare. You know, Diaz McGregor at some point, and then you know, Stipe Miocic versus uh, Daniel Cormier. I mean, that's really the only way to go for that shit. Um, what else do we got here? What the fuck else do we got? Um, we did that. Rumble Johnson just uh, an- announced. Rumble Johnson is coming back to the UFC at heavyweight. This motherfucker looks like he owns a Popeye's restaurant himself and has been eating all the fucking product. Uh, product isn't even making it to the street. He's eating up all his motherfucking, uh, all his fucking dividends. Uh, you need to diversify your bonds, homie. Uh, this dude, uh, Rumble Johnson out here, uh, looking like he's 400 pounds, looking like he's going to have to cut about a buck fifty to make heavyweight even. But he's coming back. He just announced. I don't know if it's going to be for the UFC, if they're interested in him. But him coming back at heavyweight would be fucking dope. I guess the, the weed sale, remember he left? He retired to go sell weed or some shit to open up a dispensary in Florida. Uh, guest sales aren't doing too well. Maybe the crop kind of fizzled out. The, the fucking flies and shit got to it. A lot of people think that it's just, you know, like miracle grow. You just put these fucking things, uh, uh, seed in the ground and water it every day. And like Johnny Appleseed shit just grows. It's, it, it's a full-time job if you're really going to grow weed, especially if it's going to be a job, your retirement plan and shit. Uh, you really got to have some botanists and shit behind. You got to have some dweebs, some motherfucking dorks out there hand, handling the science of this shit. Um, so... Welcome back, Rumble Johnson. Till versus Gastelum. Uh, uh, Darren Till's going up to 185. We'll see how he looks there. Bad matchup for him. Um, you go up and fight Kelvin Gastelum. The only thing I can say for Gastelum is he took a lot of punishment in, in that uh, style bender fight. So, you know, that could be a fight like you see sometimes where somebody, uh, let's take Chuck Liddell. is always a perfect example. Chuck Liddell versus Rashad Evans gets knocked the fuck out. That was the beginning of the end for Chuck Liddell. You know, after, there's certain fights that just take you. T- you could take Robbie Lawler versus uh, Robbie McDo- uh, uh, Ronald McDonald. <laughs> uh, what's homie's name? Uh, Robbie McDonald. Oh, fuck, McDonald. You know who I'm talking about? He fights for Bellator now. Uh, Rory McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Rory McDonald. Uh, that was really the end. I know uh, Rory's the champion at Bellator, but you know who gives a fuck really. Um, Rory McDonald was never the same. I mean, it took literally took some lives, some years out of his life. It probably took years out of out of Robbie Lawler's life, and this could have been one of those fights that Gaslam, where you look and be like, "Yeah, that was like the that was like the turning point in his career." You know, for the downside. I mean, this 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 game is so short. It's so short, man. You, you, you're one thing one day and you're nothing the next day. But, you know, Kelvin Gaslam is a bad matchup for Tar- Darren Till, man, because even though Darren Till's bigger, longer. Oh, I expect him to be pretty big. Everybody's usually bigger than Gaslam at middleweight. Um, Gaslam's really good at getting inside on 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 fucking uh, longer fighters. He's really good on getting inside. He's a fucking technician on that shit. Probably because he's quick. He's deceptively quick with his hands, so he's able to get inside uh, and deal damage. You saw him do it to Stylebender. Heard him multiple times. Landed a head kick on Stylebender. Um, but interesting fight. Bad fight for Darren Till. I mean, you're going up to a new weight class, and that's the motherfucker you got to fight. Um, I would have rather uh, give me Derek Brunson or some shit like that. I don't, I don't want this shit. Um, Bones Jones, Brock Lesnar. You know, Bones is 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 flirting with going up, trying to to get Brock Lesnar out of re- retirement, talking shit. Um, I'd rather see uh, Bro- I'd rather see uh, Daniel. Cor- I mean, I'd rather see him fight John Jones, fight Stipe Miocic if if Daniel Cormier decides that he wants to retire, or some shit like that. Um, Kat Zingano, bad little Betty, bad little Betty who could have been the champion if she uh, didn't have the Anthony Pettis fight IQ and run across the ring and throw herself at Ronda Rousey and get landed on her head and, and, and armbar tapped in 13 fucking seconds. Uh, uh, bad little Betty, 
trust me on that shit. If you don't know who Kat Zingano is, go look at that shit. Um, she's beat a who's who's list of motherfuckers. She's the last person to beat um, the champ Amanda Nunes TKO'd that bitch. Um, she TKO'd a lot of motherfucking people. She beat a lot of good fighters. Um, um, but she's she's uh, she got cut by the UFC. Um, she's basically fought like one time in the last five years, two times in the last six years, some shit like that. Um, so she's hopefully she goes to Bellator. She'll make a lot of good uh, good fights in, in another uh, organization as long as she's ready to uh, ready to um, to uh, ready to fight. You know she's healed up and shit like that. Um, breaking news: We have breaking fucking news on the Whiskey Sick podcast. Yes, breaking, breaking news. Uh, uh, Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo has TKO'd. Yes, TKO'd Conor McGregor to take, to steal from Conor McGregor's cold hands. The douchebag of the universe award. I warned y'all, I told y'all this was going to be a fucking melee, a scrap for the motherfucking belt. Henry Cejudo came out of nowhere on some on some fucking Tanya Harding with a club and, and took Connor's knees right out from under him on some Nancy Kerrigan shit. Connor, why? Why? Screaming in the back uh, right after he just got the belt uh, from Colby Covington. He immediately loses it to Henry Cejudo, who's now not only stealing my moniker, my, my, my son's triple champ moniker. You ain't no triple champ, homie. You're a champ champ. That, that Olympic shit, that ain't a champ. You're an Olympic gold medalist. In combat sports, take boxing, for instance. They're amateurs. Why do you think Vasily Lomachenko only has 10 fights as a professional? Because the motherfucker was eight years amateur because you can only be amateur. You can't go professional. You can't be a professional to take place in, in combat sports. Now, I don't know if this is the same for wrestling. I'm assuming it is because you can't really go professional wrestling. But still, it's not a fucking championship. It's cool. It's a gold medal. You, you, you fighting dudes from fucking, I, I, I don't know where, from Zaire, from fucking uh, Antarctica, from, I, I, I don't know, dude, from, from, from places who, who, who've never even heard of wrestling until the year before you, you wrestled them. Uh, that ain't no champ, champ, champ. You ain't no triple champ. You ain't stealing our motherfucking moniker, number one. I could have given him the douchebag award just for that insult alone. We've been having the triple champ since last year, since it was known that the triple champ was on the way. He got the triple champ moniker because he will own three weight classes, truly own three weight classes in the UFC and own three belts at the same time. Not you, you Buster ass motherfucker. You Buster Douglas David. Buster. Buster Posey ass motherfucker you. But then. Then you go. And call yourself the intergender champion. And call out my undercover bad Betty. Valentina Shevchenko. You talking about fighting women and shit. Number one. I got Shevchenko all day in that motherfucking fight. I wish they could make this shit. Uh, sign all the fucking uh, uh, Shevchenko. Sign sign all the waivers they fucking want that you won't sue the motherfuckers. All this bullshit. Go whoop this little motherfucker's ass. Go whoop his ass. Don't come out like you did in your last fight against Liz Carmouche. Be aggressive and go put that shin upside this little man's head. Calling yourself the intergender champion is it's some bullshit. Some soft temper, pedic soft shit. You sit on that motherfucker's face, you're leaving an ass groove. This motherfucker's soft. Get your thread count up, homie. Your thread count is see-through. You on that super soft shit trying to, trying to fight women and shit. But you picked the wrong fucking one, Henry Cejudo. This dude calling himself the king of cringe. You goddamn right, motherfucker. Ain't nobody taking that shit. You corny. You Kellogg's, homie. Corn flakes. You whack as fuck, homie. Uh, 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 the worst thing that could have ever happened was, was Marlon Marais. Uh, completely tooling this motherfucker in the first round. I picked Marais to win that fight, and I, I was looking good. Uh, completely outclassing Henry Cejudo, and then gassing out and getting his ass whooped. Before that, uh, uh, roided up. TJ Dillashaw goes in there, slips on a fucking Tonka truck, a Hot Wheels, a fucking banana peel, if you will, and, and falls over and gets TKO. They, they stop it prema- prematurely. That's how this motherfucker got his first fucking uh, uh, belt. T.J. Dillashaw slipped on a motherfucking uh, uh, banana peel when he stepped into the cage, and this motherfucker won, got a TKO. Then Marlon Marais completely kicks his ass, and this motherfucker still somehow wins the second belt. Then he starts calling himself the triple champ. 
Then this motherfucker starts calling out females and shit. Nah, you the douchebag of the universe. Uh, uh, you say, well, Connor, Connor's over here beating up old people. He, he, he's elderly abusing motherfuckers. He, he, it's true. But that homie, no harm, no foul. Homie, homie, homie shook that shit off real quick. He, he wasn't dazed. He wasn't phased. He didn't give a, He didn't even look at Conor McGregor after that shit. He didn't care. He just went back to the bar. Give me that peach crown, homie. I'm still waiting for that peach crown. Homie's like, you just got socked in the fucking face by Conor McGregor. He's like, I don't give a fuck. You don't got the peach. Give me the apple. I don't give a fuck. But quick, I'm, I'm waiting. You know, so Shevchenko, go whoop this motherfucker's ass. Uh, 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 Douchebag of the universe. There, there it is. I mean, that, that's undisputed. Um, defend it. He's going to defend it. Kobe Covington, I'm sure, will have something to say about that when he listens to the podcast. Maybe Conor McGregor, when he listens to the podcast, he'll want this shit back. You know, you go back to the old episodes, when, uh, the, the, some of the great episodes, classic Hall of Fame-worthy, podcast-worthy episodes of the Whiskey Sick Podcast. You're like, well, Gecko, uh, pretty much every episode is that. I know. I know. But especially uh, the platinum, the, the, the fucking diamond episodes that were the episodes leading up to the Mayweather-McGregor fight. I, I was dick riding. I was dick riding. I was slobbing and knobbing all over Conor McGregor. I'll be the first to admit it. I picked him to win the fight, motherfuckers. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end of the Golden Picks. There was like a year and a half where I just could, a year straight where I could not get anything wrong. And now since then, I've cursed myself and now I can't get anything right. And that was the beginning of the fucking end. I picked Conor McGregor and, and never did I know from there that he would fall so hard. But then, you know, Henry Cejudo coming and, and just fucking TKO that motherfucker in the first round to get the fucking douchebag of the universe belt. But there you have it, homies. Breaking, breaking news. This is a, a, fucking, uh, a fucking classic moment in Whiskey Sick podcast history going on right now, homies. There's, there's no denying that shit. Whew. Moving right along. I know y'all, uh, 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 you can pretend. I noticed none of y'all motherfuckers are going to say some shit, so I, I'll be the first to say this shit. Uh, 34-0, D-Boys. Oh, it's the preseason. I saw a championship team out there. I saw championship depth out there when the Cowboys just beat the, I don't even remember, the Texans? Were they playing the Texans? It was 34 to nothing. It was 27 zip at halftime with, with the scrubs in. You know, Dak goes out there, throws a touchdown, dusts himself off, and, and, and gets his ass back in the locker room. Still no Zeke. Tony Pollard still looking good. Um, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Zeke. Now, I know they offered him, you know, almost the highest paid money, but not quite. Uh, but uh, the NFL is a week away. I mean, this Thursday is all the last preseason games. Um, and then, it, then, it's, then it's game time, homies. Then, then, then the real shit hits the fucking fan, homies. Then, there's nothing better than the NFL fucking season. But it's coming. The Cowboys, I know y'all been watching this shit. I know y'all, every hating ass mother, you either love the Dallas Cowboys or you absolutely hate them, but you know what you still have in common with us? You still watch them. You can't wait to read about them. The, uh, uh, Rico, one of the number one listeners, fans of this motherfucking uh, podcast here, uh, his, his own brother, uh, a.k.a. Dunny, uh, the Dunny Man Can, uh, he knows every fucking move the Cowboys make. This is a dude, now mind you, this is a dude who plays Madden, doesn't buy a new Madden every year. No, he updates the rosters himself. He makes the real-time trades. He's creating players uh, for the draft and shit. He's got a little Kyler Murray uh, uh, little avatar that he made for this year and shit. I'm telling you, this dude knows more about the Dallas Cowboys. That's how the haters are. They know more about the Dallas Cowboys. The haters are so entrenched in our history, our, our, our gold, our, 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 our greatest franchise in the history of sports history. They know more than we do. And I know a fucking lot. So this is going to be a a great season for all of us, homies, because y'all are going to be able to hate all fucking year. You know I love hate. And there's only one rule when it comes to hate. If you're going to hate, keep it dry. The driest hate possible. That's what I like. I want it to chafe. I, 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 I I want it to leave ash marks on me and shit. I want the driest of the fucking Mojave Desert hate. That's what I'm looking for. Serengeti hate. I want that shit. Bring that shit. We feed off of that shit. We starve ourselves and feed off of your motherfucking hate. But we're coming, homies. This is the Dallas Cowboys motherfucking year. I'm telling you right here, right fucking now. Andrew Luck, you buster motherfucker, you. Yeah, Andrew fucking Luck quit. And uh, all week I've been hearing people talking about, you know, uh, Andrew Luck, thank you. 
Uh, shame on the people who booed him. Uh, Andrew Luck owes no apologies. Um, he should be applauded. Motherfuckers are, are, are having ticker tape parades for this dude. Like, he won, like, eight Super Bowls. Like, he's a fucking war hero. Like, he just came back from Vietnam and single-handedly won the fucking war or some shit like that. Homie got paid $122 million for seven fucking years. And you're out here trying to thank him. Like, that wasn't enough thanks for his fucking service. Oh, well, he put his life... These motherfuckers, these, these, these ex-NFL players, I love y'all motherfuckers out here talking about Shannon Sharp. I'm looking at you, Shay Shay, out here talking about he put his life on the line and all this shit. Homie, he put his pocketbook on the line. This dude knew... This dude had... Nobody put a gun to his head and made him play football since he was a little kid. Nobody made him enter the NFL draft. Nobody made him sign on the dotted, dotted lines. He wasn't forcing. It was an NFL draft. This wasn't a, a, a fucking actual military draft. He wasn't forced into service. He wasn't shipped overseas to go fight some fucking war or some shit. He got paid $122 million to play a game that most 99% of the population that plays football plays for free in their back fucking yards having turkey bowls and shit on Thanksgiving. Y'all motherfuckers talking about thank this dude. Thank this dude for what? Taking the money and running? The homie had a sprained ankle. He twisted his motherfucking ankle and had a little hurt shoulder. And y'all acting like he fucking lost his legs. Like he's Brian Shazier and can't walk and shit. Like he gave his life that way. He didn't do any of that shit. He didn't win a motherfucking chip. He won a cup. He won four playoff games. He went to an AFC championship. Good for him. Other than that, he missed an entire fucking year. He missed half of another year. He was hurt again this year. Talking about calf injury and shit. Uh... The same fucking shit as, as Kevin Durant out here with a fucking Achilles probably. Who who the fuck knows? But y'all out here uh, 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 talking shit. Uh, um, like, I'm still standing over here screaming, fuck the free world. Fuck Andrew Luck. I'd have been that motherfucker leading the goddamn chance in the fucking stands. You motherfuckers want to shame these dudes? Want to shame the people that were that were booing him? They're out of, they paid $150 to go watch a fucking uh, uh, not real game. A, a, a fucking preseason game, and then while they're in the fucking stands, about the talking people talking about they have one of the best teams in the AFC, really having Super Bowl uh, a championship uh, uh, aspirations this year. They find out that their fucking star quarterback, who they traded Peyton Manning for in the first fucking draft, uh, was he the first? He was the first pick in the motherfucking draft. They gave up all that for this dude, and he's all of a sudden quitting because he twisted his motherfucking ankles. While he's playing fucking lawn fucking bowling or some shit. Who the fuck knows? He's playing cornhole in his backyard or some shit. Twisted his motherfucking ankle. And y'all are going to shame me for fucking booing? We put our blood, sweat, and tears into this shit too as fans. We put our lives on the line. Scrapping and shit in the parking lot. Faded up off the white claws. Starting fights and shit with the opposing fans and shit. Shanking motherfuckers. We put our lives on the line. Not Andrew Luck. We love hard. We've dedicated our love, our, our fucking lives to this fucking game. And then you're going to go ahead and throw this shit in my face and then shame me when I boot this. Shame this motherfucker. Shame him. Strip his motherfucking ass naked. Cersei shame that motherfucker. Send his ass back onto that motherfucking field. Ass motherfucking naked. Charmin forever roll. Ass napkin shoved up his motherfucking ass. Send his ass out there. Talking about don't boo this man. Man, we out here scrapping and tailgating and shit too, homie. You got motherfuckers at Popeye's right now working 14-hour shifts, putting their motherfucking lives on the line for, for, for motherfuckers to get their little chicken sandwiches and shit. You can see these people uh, climbing through the, 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 the fucking drive through window, trying to fight them and shit because they run out. These dudes are working 24-hour shifts out there to get you chicken sandwiches and shit, really putting their motherfucking lives on the line. That's who you should be thanking. Not Andrew fucking Luck. I'm supposed to feel sorry for this fool because he made $122 million in seven years and didn't even play, pay half that shit. Can you imagine not showing up to work for a year and still getting a paycheck? And them having you come back and paying you more? And then missing half of that fucking year? And still getting paid? You getting fired, homie. If you don't work the fucking double at Popeye's, you, you getting fired, homie. They need bodies. They need bodies in there. This shit is real. Andrew Luck ain't. He's playing a fucking game. You're playing a children's game, homie. Talking about thank this man. He put his life on. The fuck he did. He played football. And he didn't have to. He didn't really get drafted. This wasn't a military draft, motherfuckers. This wasn't Theodore Roosevelt type shit in 1940. Sorry. 
I got, got, got fired up there for a minute. You know how it gets on these. I got heated. I've been seeing this shit. Uh, I see this dude pull a soft-ass motherfucking maneuver. Soft. And then get applauded for being uh, soft as fuck. Let me sip my uh, parched. Let me sip my uh, pumpkin spice coffee real quick. Crown Royal, where you at? Where's the pumpkin spice whiskey? Who's going to be the first to come with the pumpkin spice whiskey? You came with the peach, which is... God damn. Fucking flames. But I'm looking for the pumpkin spice whiskey. Who's coming up with that? Connor, you coming up with the pumpkin spice whiskey? Now, if you slap that dude after you offered, offered him a, a fucking shot of pumpkin spice proper 12, okay, he deserved it. But I have no proof that you did that. I only see that whack-ass version that they have at BevMo. I never actually had it, but, you know, Rico, um, Whiskey Sick Podcast listener extraordinaire said it's whack, but, you know, he hates on everything that anybody likes. He's a contrarian. Aren't you, Rico? Yeah, you are. <sighs> breaking, breaking, breaking news. Yes, breaking news. We have breaking, breaking, breaking. Live. Live. Breaking in real time right now, Antonio Brown has TKO'd Henry Cejudo in the first five seconds on some Jorge Masvidal type shit and taking the belt, the douchebag of the universe belt from Kobe, not Kobe Covington, from Henry Cejudo's dead, cold, rigor mortis laced hands instantly. The shortest reign of any champion, Henry Cejudo. You deserve to hold on to that motherfucking belt longer. But Antonio Brown has proven himself to be the biggest D-bag in the history of the D-bag of the Universe Award. And he now has the motherfucking belt. Antonio motherfucking Brown. This dude's making fucking, uh, you know, I've been dragging him for a little, you know, here and there. For the last couple weeks, homie shows up in a fucking hot air balloon. Homie bitches about his motherfucking helmet. Now this dude's out here uh, 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 owing chefs $40,000. This dude owes $40,000 for a fucking Pro Bowl party he threw. Um, he threw the party. Stole the dude's fucking... Told the dude to leave because uh, the, the fucking spam wasn't hot enough or some shit. I don't even fucking know. The bodyguards came and kicked the, the chef and his... All his workers out. Wouldn't let him get his fucking tools. Wouldn't let him get anything. They told him specifically, do not make eye contact with Antonio Brown on your way out. He told us to tell you. Antonio Brown requested that you don't make eye contact with him. The kind of shit is that? That's some foul ass shit right there. Some douchebag of the universe shit. You're going you're gonna to take a dude's fucking money, his livelihood. You ain't going to pay your fucking debts. 40, what the fuck you spending 40 grand? These motherfuckers spend money like they're always going to have this shit. Antonio Brown, this is it. This is it for you, homeboy. This is your last fucking paycheck. You ain't shit, homie. You ain't going to You ain't gonna be hired at Popeye's, homie, as much as they need motherfucking workers. And I'm sure they're only going to fucking, they're going to come down with a, they're going to go after KFC next with a double down uh, sandwich just like KFC did. And they're going to go toe-to-toe with them motherfuckers. It's going to be all-out warfare. They're going to need bodies on the front line. You ain't going to be fit to do that shit. Because the only thing you're good at doing is catching a motherfucking football. That's it. Ain't nobody, your own, your own crew probably don't even fucking like you. Your, your pappy out there like, God damn, she should have swallowed this motherfucker. This dude out here, a uh, second time putting his, uh, uh, his little fucking, I don't want to wear the helmet shit. He put in another fucking request not to wear the fucking helmet. I told y'all, give him the motherfucking leather helmet, give him the puncher with the one bar across the fucking grill and tell him to shut the fuck up. This dude had, had 30 different helmets to choose from. He had five years to make the transition. He didn't fucking do it. Now he's over. He's the only one in the entire league that has a problem with the new helmet. He doesn't want a safer helmet. So when his brains are fucking scrambled, he can, he can say he didn't know. This motherfucker's on, on some new age shit. The only dude out here fucking creating problems. The fucking Raiders are out here. It's too late, homie. We told y'all. This, this is like when you, when you fucking, when you leave your old lady for the Sancha, for the side chick. You leave your old lady for the Sancha and then you find out she ain't shit. And it's too late to go back. 
The Raiders, it's too late to go back. You can't get rid of this dude. You paid him $30 million. <coughs> I'm dying over here, guys. <coughs> Sorry. I'm fired up. You pay this dude $30 million. And within weeks... <clears throat> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm back, homies. I'm back. Within weeks, this dude's creating waves. Doesn't want to play. This is all just an elaborate scheme so he didn't have to be in the, in the preseason. That's it. He didn't want to show up to work. It would have been better if he just said, Nah, I ain't doing training camp, homie. But instead, this dude comes up with all these fucking... Has the nerve to show up in a fucking hot, hot air balloon and then fucking talk about he don't want to wear your helmet. I ain't coming to fucking work. Watch this dude get hurt in the first game of the season, second game of the season. And then you stuck with that fucking bill, that, that $30 million bill. Antonio Brown, pay that motherfucking chef. This dude, Chef Bardi out here wants his motherfucking money. You out here serving, serving SpaghettiOs and shit at your, little fucking, uh, at your little fucking party and shit. You should pay for your motherfucking bills. $40,000 leaving the telling the dude don't look me in the motherfucking eyes like he's some kind of fucking side bitch or some shit. Some brothel chick or some shit. I don't know what the fuck. Some fucking Craigslist back page type chick or some shit like this. A grown ass man. You should have duffed your motherfucking ass out. You should have duffed your fucking security guards out and then and, and duffed your ass out and looked you right in the eye while he was dropping bows on your motherfucking head. That's what the fuck you should have done. So breaking, breaking, breaking news. Antonio Brown is now the D-bag of the fucking universe. Yes, it isn't just, it isn't just uh, for, for fighters, for professional fighters to vie over this belt. This is, this is open to any and everybody, any and all comers. You know, Jalen Ramsey flirted for a little while. He, he flirted with that douchebag of the Universe Award. He, he got to the top contendership but didn't quite fucking make it. He fizzled out a little bit. We'll see what he's got up his sleeves this year. It's going to be hard to beat Antonio Brown. This dude's been uh, uh, the biggest puss boy, fuck boy, um, uh, chauncey-ass motherfucker I've seen in a long time. I mean, this dude's ego is out of fucking control. He's on that Kanye West shit. He's the Kanye West of the NFL. Like, like, no rules apply to any... Uh, rules are made for everybody but me. I make my own fucking rules. Nah, homie, when, when I write you a $30 million check, you, you, you fucking do what the I say. What the fuck I tell you to do. Or you can get the fuck up out of here. <clears throat> if I was Raiders, give him his 30 mil and cut him. Cut him. Get him out of there. Nobody liked him on the fucking Steelers. He's still talking shit. Him and Big Ben talking shit. There you have it. What, what, what the fuck else do we got? Um, who could, Kyler Murray looking all right. Homie's out there throwing fucking little missiles and shit. He's got a cool little throwing motion. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Daniel Jones, everybody's going crazy about him. Still, his little, his little run is still going. You know, he's, he's, he's the next thing now after we booed him and, and, and threw fucking tomatoes and, and rotten eggs and shit at him when he was drafted, you know, as New Yorkers did, as Giants fans did, as, as fucking Knicks fans always do. Now, all of a sudden, they eating crow again. Remember when the Knicks took Porzingis? They said the same shit, and then Porzingis turned out to be a bad motherfucker, and then they traded him and got mad. They got mad. They, they, now they drafted the Giants, go and draft this Daniel Jones kid who's, who's fucking looking like he's, he's legit in the preseason. Put him in week one. I dare you motherfuckers. Cowboys, open it up against the Giants. Put that little motherfucker in that game. Show some fucking webos. Grab those cojones. I don't know, Pat Shermer, is that the fucking coach of the Giants? Put that motherfucker in. We want that shit. Redskins, you put Haskins in. We'll end their fucking careers. We'll fucking RG3 bolt them motherfuckers real quick, real nice. We'll, we'll Andrew Luck this Daniel Jones real fucking quick. He'll be quitting a lot sooner than seven years. Trust me on that shit. Um, I don't see anybody who's fit, fit to even step on the same field as the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC. You heard it. I ain't shit talking. That's 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 real shit. Um, AFCs, you know, that's gonna be a tough. You know, the Chargers. Or I say this every year with the fucking Chargers, but on paper they got a dope ass team. I think they're better without Mel- Melvin. Only Gordon I know is Fisherman Gordon. I think they're better without that dude. I thought Gordon was a, was the fucking one of the biggest busts ever. I think he's whack. He's good at scoring from the one yard line. I mean, I guess that's good enough. LT, uh, not not the real uh, LT, Lawrence Taylor, but Ladanian Tomlinson, uh, the, 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 the dude with Down syndrome you see on TV doing the fucking, um, 
doing the games and shit, commentating and shit. He, he, he made a career out of one-yard runs. Everybody thinks he's, like, the greatest ever. This dude got a first ballot Hall of Fame, but T.O. didn't get in the first ballot Hall of Fame. Y'all know my rant on that shit. I've done that before. But the Chargers are there. You know the Chiefs are there. The Browns, yo, simmer down. Yo, th- that's what I, th- this remind me. My, my homie, I actually like homie, um, uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I like the moxie. I like to think that if you're, you're looking at the NFL version of Seth Gecko, when you see uh, uh, this dude, uh, Baker Mayfield, out there talking his shit, grabbing his nuts, you know, like he did in college, grabbing his nuts when he scores a touchdown and fucking flaunting it and shit like that. But you, if you're going to really aspire to be the Seth Gecko of the NFL, like I know Baker Mayfield's doing, like I know you're listening to this shit right now, Baker. If you really want to take that next step and be that Moody Hank level, you got to stand by your shit talking, homeboy. You can't just come out here and, and backpedal. You said, fuck, motherfuck. Daniel Jones, not in those words, but I'm paraphrasing. You said fuck Daniel Jones when you were asking your little Maxim interview. You said fuck this dude. I don't know how the fuck he got drafted. You said you don't know how he got drafted. Maybe you said you don't know how he got drafted number six or eight or whatever the fuck he ended up being with the Giants. But then you caught some backlash. You let the little Twitter motherfuckers go in there and get inside your head. He got convinced into apologizing, saying, no, 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 it got misconstrued, it was taken out of context. No, the fuck it wasn't. It wasn't taken out of motherfucking context. These reporters don't just make shit up. This ain't, this ain't CNN. This ain't Fox News. This is just some beat writer. They, they actually record what you say on a little recorder on their fucking phone and then write their fucking, uh, their little write-up afterwards and quote you directly. You record it directly from somebody who sat two feet away from you and asked you a question. Stand by that shit. When they say, what did you mean by, uh, 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 fuck Daniel Jones, uh, Baker, what did you mean by that? You tell them, what the fuck do you think I meant by that? Can you translate, what, what does fuck Daniel Jones mean to you? That's what you throw, you put the ball back in their court. What does that mean? When I say fuck you, what does that mean to you? Well, well that's not a good thing at all, you know, uh, that's kind of mean. So when I say fuck Daniel Jones, what does that mean to you? Oh, you don't really like this guy, you, you He's a buster. He's a chauncey-ass, bust, Dave and buster-ass motherfucker. That's what he should have doubled down. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. I'll say it the whole fucking year. And if we play him, I'll go over to his face and say it to his motherfucking face. Matter of fact, meet me in the motherfucking Thunderdome, Daniel Jones. Let's book our trip to, to Dago. Right now, and meet in the motherfucking Thunderdome. Let's hash this shit out for real, for real. That's what Baker Mayfield should have done. Iron this shit out. Double down and iron this shit out and challenge Daniel Jones to the fucking Thunderdome. Really get this shit on and pop it. Instead of this, oh, it was taken out of context. No, the fuck it wasn't. Fuck you can only be uh, translated or interpreted as fuck you. That's it. That's all. Backpedaling shit. Now, I did have, I do have the Browns versus Chiefs in the AFC Championship game, like I said last year. So that, that's open, you know, who knows? They can go either way, man. They've had number one picks for the last, like, 15 fucking years, and they still ain't been shit. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out what they're really fucking made of. Um, who else is badass over there? Um, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty much. That that's pretty much the gist of it. The, other than that, the AFC is kind of whack. Um, you know, the Patriots are always going to be around. Uh, unfortunately, partly because they have six wins. They start every. The Patriots start uh, most eight, overrated team uh, de- dynasty in the history of sports is the Patriots. They start every year six and zero. They have the shittiest division every fucking year because the Bills are trash. The Dolphins are trash. Um, who else is in that motherfucking division? Uh, some whack ass motherfuckers. Let's look this shit up. Uh, whack-ass motherfucking squads up in there. I know I'm forgetting one fucking team. Uh, the Jets. The Jets ain't shit. So every year they start 6-0. They have six wins right off the fucking bat. They talk about being graded on a motherfucking curve. Um, Pittsburgh, who knows how they'll be. Baltimore, uh, you know, they'll be like hovering around the playoff spot. The AFC South is suddenly a, a fucking cesspool of trash. Uh, now you don't have uh, Andrew Luck. So there's, there's a quarterback. You got Kobe Brissett uh, in there. Um, good luck to you, homie. But then you got the Jaguars, who you saw fall face first last year, led by uh, Jalen. The only Ramsey I know is Jean Uh 
Houston Texans. Uh, we saw them. They're trash. They have no offensive line. Homeboy, uh, I, I do like, um, I do like, uh, what's homie's name? God damn it. <sighs> I always forgot about fucking be smoking, homies. I be smoking that shit. You know how I fucking do. Deshaun Watson. I told y'all he was going to be fucking dope. He's still dope. He looked like dog shit against the Cowboys because they were all over him. All over him. No time to throw. No time to do shit. No time to pick his nose. He was fucked. Fucked, son. They had to get him out of there real quick. They wanted him to at least go a couple rounds up in there, but they said, nah, we got to get this fool out of here. He's going to get hurt like, uh, like Miller did. Uh, homeboy uh, blew his ACL out in like the first play of the fucking game. Lamar Miller, the running back, he's done. Um, so that, that whole division right there is just trizash. Um, let's go. My shit's frozen up. Come on, man. ESPN needs to get their shit together, man. Uh, anyways, you got my fucking picks. It's going to be the Cowboys. I'm kind of sliding up. I said I didn't know who they were going to play in the NFC Championship game. I was kind. I said, you know, the Saints just to Sam. The Seahawks. I kind of got the Seahawks, man. We, we, we got, uh, they're always, as long as they got that little Russell Wilson, man, that dude's a miracle worker over there, man. I got I fucking, that fucks with that dude. Um, the Seahawks are always going to, they, they just a, a decent fucking team every fucking year when they look like they ain't going to be shit. They're still, they're still bad motherfuckers. It could be Cowboys, a rematch of the first round uh, last year where the Cowboys uh, beat the uh, Seahawks in the playoffs. Yes, the, the Cowboys won, uh, in my eyes, the Super Bowl by winning one playoff game last year. Um, and then uh, what else do we got? In the NFC, Minnesota, Green Bay. Green Bay, uh, uh, Chicago will probably win that division. Green Bay still ain't shit, even though they have Aaron Rodgers. I ain't buying them. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, you saw. Uh, uh, um, I've been telling you, Cam Newton ain't shit. Cam Newton ain't shit, homies. Um, and San Francisco, uh, the Rams are always going to be in the fucking mix. I ain't buying them. They had the most. They, had, they were gifted a Super Bowl. They were gifted a Super Bowl appearance and scored three fucking points. That's some bullshit. Um, fuck it. That's all. That's what I got. You. That's what. That's what the fuck I got, man. We're already an hour into this shit. My, I'm, I'm fucking losing my voice. I'm sweating over here uh, in my chonies. Um, it, 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 it's been a fucking another classic fucking podcast, man. When I when I'm exhausted at the end of it, when I feel like I went a couple rounds, I know that the job is fucking done. I still had some shit on here. I, I'm, I'm fucking. I got. I got some the, the new. I, on top of the. Uh, Douchebag of the Universe, the D-Bag of the Universe Award uh, belt being, being you know, uh, fought over so, 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 uh, fervently, Fer- feverishly, being fought over, motherfuckers, you know, they, they, they fucking really going at it trying to win this shit, you know, it changed hands three times in, th- in this one podcast, the same could be said about the wackest rapper alive. The wackest rapper alive. I'm going to get on to that. The homie Ivanito, I, I owe y'all, I owe him another fucking shout out for this. He, he put me on to the new, could possibly be, we're going to put this on the net, next podcast. Hopefully it's not going to be two weeks. I'm going to come right after the first week uh, of the NFL. Um, I'm, 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 I'm coming and slap the fuck out of y'all again. Um, and we're going to get into this. I got a whole bunch of shit I didn't get to on this one. Mexico legalized cocaine only for two people, but it's a big step. Legalized coke. That's crazy. So we got to get into that shit on the next one. Uh, we had a principal that was wilding the fuck out, took his kids on a, on, a, on a fucking field trip, snuck out the back door, went to the strip club, got faded up and arrested while his homie, while he was on a field trip with his students. We're going to get into that shit. Um, maybe I, I might have to do just a miscellaneous podcast next week. I'm coming back. We, we won't do no fight talk. We won't do no uh, NFL. We'll do, or we'll do very little. It's hard for me to get on here and not talk about that shit. So we might do very little if there if there's some you know headlines that need to be addressed. But we're gonna do in the, we're gonna do a miscellaneous cast on the next one. Uh, I'm gonna come with some heat because I, I haven't been able. Let's see what we didn't get into last week. We've had some shit. Um, uh, I think we did do that shit. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into some shit. I've been, I've been, I've been stowing away some, some, some shit for y'all, motherfuckers. So we'll, we'll do a miscellaneous podcast on the next one. But uh, this is episode eighty-three, homie. As we slowly make our push uh, to number one hundred, we're getting there. Um, it'll be there soon. Um, we're still trying to get whiskey on. He's still around. Y'all be hitting me up about whiskey. He's still around. We're, we're gonna get him back on. It's been about fifty podcasts since he's been on. Uh, go back to the very first episodes, the first like twenty. He was on all those. If you, if you missed that motherfucker. 
Um, you can get some of him. We're going to try to get Rico on. Y'all heard me talk about him. So uh, shit's still on and popping. Tell your homies to tell their homies. Go rate this shit on iTunes. If it ain't five stars, keep it to your motherfucking self. You know how we do it. Until then, I am Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. This is the Whiskey Sick Podcast, and I'm out. Motherfuckers. I walk through the valley of the shadow of my life I walk through the alley back in Cali where the night's bright Stuck with a 9-5, fuck when the time's right Homie, get your limelight, go and get your five mics Spit infectious to them, better left in ruins Better check the fluids, losing vital signs Use a pull the plug and get them moving Cruising mood is set, now choose the music we gon' ride to You and I knew that be kept strolling by, shaking bass for bucking rhymes Playing safe, I crossed the line and never be the same again Shame I think what could've been, days I wasted could've spent Raising stakes that would've been, when placing to my chest My destiny was fucking fake, with grace and fucking bitches dimed out Quarter tank of gas and a dollar needs a fucking change Overstep what's understood, nothing stays the fucking same No way, never going back, so we sever closing past rooms Bumping cash rules, everything I'm not about Take the bets or walk it out, now showing out how do you think I got Embrace the day, watch tomorrow, leave with not a fucking word Must have seen me, got the nerve to live like I don't see another Dreams my mother got her turn to see me under lights And wonder why it took me so long To believe in me like she did, wanna be then be it I float the stream like Phoenix, you don't believe on be shit Looking through the rear view, I can see the real you Scared but you gon' rise someday If you think that I won't look you where eyes don't blinker Don't you look away Looking through the rear view, I can see the real you Scared but you gon' fly someday if you think that I won't look you in the eyes, don't blinker, don't you look away. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of my life, I walk through the gallows in the shallow where my mind lies. Truth is, I might rise, too sick, I might die. Baby, on my ninth life, save me, I'ma try my eyes. I went all in, dodge the lunch, I crawl in. Out the back, we ball in with the top rope back. Thugs go clack, tatter at Joe, snap back at not so fast. Slow back ass Seen that it seems as if B-Rabbit is gonna choke But he had tricks up sleeves I hit the time he's gonna blow Funny these money trees I'm underneath I always autumn Often not a dollar on I'm falling down All around There's nothing Something's gotta get And that's just how I feel Like that's a bitch But likes the hoe That fucks you every chance she gets Luck to she's the last to bed I have a breath That's like this left The past is yet to creep up on you While you're sitting at the light Flash the bright That last tonight Your shit's about to go down You bitch I bet there's no round The bush to beat There's no sound The push you need to know now Is the time you waited all your life It's all on sight Just wake up for the sake of God, they made love The way you lie, but they trust Today you die, you'll stay up Above their head, so they duck What you say, I say fuck All the times I never tried Not the ones I failed All the times I fell in line Not the ones I bailed As I walk through the valley, I don't As I walk through the valley, I don't As I walk through the valley, I don't give a fuck I ain't giving up, I ain't giving up I don't give a fuck As I walk through the valley, not the shadows left As I walk through the valley, not the shadows left As I walk through the valley, not the shadows left To steal my shine, steal my rhyme my guiding light, I'm walking through and stride at night Looking to the rear view, I can see the real you Scared but you gon' rise someday If you think that I won't look you in the eyes Don't blinker, don't you look away Looking through the rear view, I can see the real you Scared but you gon' fly someday If you think that I won't look you in the eyes Don't blinker, don't you look away